Look at his beard, by the way. Like that is just. I mean, I get why his name is Mr. Beard. I wish I, I can't grow anything nearly. <laughs> Me either. Like that. I've been working really, oh, really? hard. Oh, and- <laughs> I can tell actually. But yeah, I think uh, any kind of service industry, uh, electricians, plumbers, flooring, roofing, like you're going to do really, really well here, both on the new construction side, because the builders will pay well to get stuff done quickly. Oh, yes. Or on the remodel side. Like we really, really need people that are in that industry. I don't want to. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. All started by a month. What are we talking about first, Ken? We are talking about basically if somebody this this is a story from Business Insider, and you guys keep dropping down below where you guys are coming from. We're gonna get our questions kind of over on the side here, where you're watching from today. We'll make sure that we answer those along the way. Uh, but our first story, Business Insider did a story. There's somebody who grew up in Orlando, and I thought this would be kind of fun to talk about because it was eight different things that, as an insider growing up in Orlando, uh, this is what she saw. Well, you and, know who else grew up in Orlando? Oh, who's that? Me. You grew up in Orlando. I did. Yeah, exactly. So I thought this would be cool to like. Let's see if she writes. Let's see if she's right. Wish she got it. I'm sure you've got some context. I know I do. But one of the first things that she talked about was uh, living in a popular tourist area destination like Orlando is different than most people expect. What do you think most people expect when they think of Orlando? Well, they expect Disney theme parks. They expect traffic, alligators, hurricanes. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of all of that. Did I get it all? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things that the hot the hot spot she talked about was uh, was a the city is landlocked metropolis and the nearest beach is an hour away. So Kristen. Growing up in Orlando, where were somewhere you'd like to go if it was a beach? Are you Cocoa area? Are you Tampa So I area? was a New Smyrna girl because I felt like it was close enough. You know, it was like about an hour, 15 minute drive. There's like a French bakery I always used to love to go to. So it was yeah. kind of just familiar for me. And sure. I also went to college in Deland. So it was like a hop, skip and a jump from there. Yep. Um, but, you know, back in the way heyday, Cocoa was definitely a, a destination. Yep. Now, as I'm a little bit older, I'm not really into the spring break. Woohoo crowds. You, you've so, matured. So... <laughs> Um, Clearwater is definitely at the top of my list, but I'll be honest, I have not been to the beach in a while because there's just so much to do here. It's crazy. And so that's one of the things they mentioned uh, in this article was, so she's like, yeah, there's there's numerous natural springs within driving distance of Orlando. So we've got Wakaiwa Springs. We've got a lot of like natural beauty. We've got a lot of beautiful lakes here. And that's one of the things when I'm driving people around when they finally get to know Orlando a little bit more that I think they're shocked of is like how yeah, beautiful like Ponce de Leon Springs. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. No, with like the manatees and the clear kayaks, people see these pictures and they're like, is this or like greater Orlando, this Correct. is Flo- like central Florida. And yeah. it is, it's insane. And so, um, I think that's great. I think that's a, a big one. We actually, yeah, we don't really, we love Marco Island, which is like three and a half hours away. We don't like just pop over to Coco, but I know a lot of people that do Clearwater, New Smyrna, yeah. People on our team love New Smyrna. I feel like they're always over there. Uh, what about this one? She says, it's known for Universal and Disney, but Gatorland was there before both of them. <laughs> I haven't been to Gatorland in like a million years, but I have childhood <laughs> memories of getting that like wax gator that you get in that machine. Okay. <laughs> Put the quarters in and you get that hot wax gator. <laughs> I have it somewhere. Do you? <laughs> I'm sure. It was, a, it was a keepsake. You loved it. Uh, so yeah, Gatorland was founded in 1949 and Disney opened up. It was 67? 76? One of those. One of those two. I always get them confused and backwards. But anyways, uh, so Gatorland, it's a lot of fun. And I always, I always ask people, um, you know, like the, the people from the county that like, quote, relocate the Gators. Sometimes I would 
I guess it's Gatorland, but most of the time I think they just eat them. I, I do think they eat them. Yeah, I think so too. Like they're like good old boys. Like I remember riding my bike one night and I was like really into like the triathlon kind of biking stuff. And I was going by and there was guys shining in the water. I'm like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, uh, they're laughing. We're going to relocate the gators tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you ever, you never drove through the Everglades and you like pull over for some gator jerky. That's never, never been a thing. <laughs> never. Not, a, not, no, not me. I'm kind of like anti like uh, side of the road kind of things. My wife found this honey hut in winter garden. Oh, and there, have you heard of this? I have heard of this. You pull over. There's nobody even manning it. They've got like two cameras to make sure you don't yeah. steal the honey. <laughs> honesty. And, yeah, it's like honesty <laughs> policy. And so like you drop your money in a little thing and you get to grab the honey. I'm like, I, I'm not going to eat that. Really? That's you never did thing. like the boiled peanuts on the side of the road and the clementines? Like, no. okay, you are not from Florida. I'm not very trustworthy. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. Uh, what's going on, Bree? What's going on? Check it in. Uh, Dave says that, uh, what's, what's, oh, a bunch of other people. It says, Moses at- says, uh, where's your favorite place to train for my marathons? You just finished a marathon. I just finished a half marathon, but you finished a full marathon. Yeah, no, I I literally run all over downtown Orlando, like Lake Como, Baldwin Park, uh, around Lake Eola. I mean, it, you do have to kind of run in circles sometimes just so you can make yourself loop back, like yes. right on around Lake Underhill. So, I mean, just all over Orlando. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Like we we basically just, I'm, I run out if I'm doing a half marathon, it's 13 miles. So I go, I go out six and a half miles mm-hmm. from my house and then turn back around. But there's, I feel like we're very bike friendly and very running friendly here, like everywhere. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. I never had any, really any issues. I mean, we, and I had, you have to run early when you're training for a marathon, those long runs. I mean, if you're waiting till later in the day, it's too hot. So you're running really early and there's plenty of big sidewalks. It's, it's really easy. Yeah, I totally agree. And so one of the other things I mentioned is Orlando doesn't only have tourist trap eateries. It also has some amazing restaurants and coffee shops. Would you agree? Oh, 10 out of 10. I'm the biggest fan of Craft in Common. I should be sponsored by them. Hint, hint, Craft, if you're watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, John and I go to Lineage in the morning. Yep. I mean, there's just so many things. Winter Park Biscuit Co. There's so many one-off, just really cool, special Orlando areas. Absolutely. And speaking of one of those special Orlando areas, she specifically mentions the cuisine has, uh, the city has all types of cuisines, but including some of the best Vietnamese food that she's ever had. And it's interesting because I've got people literally that move here from, from New York City and they're like, hey, I need to live 30 minutes within the Vietnamese food area. Where yeah. is this? Where can people find this? I mean, really, any of those like central downtown neighborhoods like Thornton Park, Colonial Town, I mean, you're, you're going to be so close to any of those food spots in that area. And yep. I mean, I know that I frequent them pretty much. Mills 50 is my go to. I mean, yeah. I would live there if they would let me live on the street. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's specifically what this article says is Mills 50 is like such a great place for Thai, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, a lot of really cool places there. So I think that's awesome. Uh, to me, when I first moved here, we lived in Celebration and it was very much like, I love Celebration and it's very touristy like trap it's applebee's next mm-hmm. to starbucks they do have a starbucks though right that's a couple nice. of them a couple of them <laughs> right? yeah um and so it's cool to see even like they've got a new little downtown in celebration called island village it's like their new section oh and they're gonna have like a foxtail right. and they're trying to go very like local mm-hmm. instead of that'll be nice that'll be a so. good change yeah i totally agree uh the next thing it says is that hurricanes are part of life in florida but many don't reach orlando so uh, this last one, Ian, how did you guys do downtown? So downtown flooded a lot. So yeah. we didn't really get the crazy heavy winds and, and you know, scary tornadoes that can sometimes happen in the area. What really happened is that all of our lakes just turned into one giant lake. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if you saw my videos when I was posting going through downtown. Everything was underwater. I mean, water to people's doors in yeah. their garages. I mean, there were people canoeing across like roadways <laughs> right in the downtown area. Yes. But it didn't last long. 
No, it didn't. I mean, the, the, the whole storm came and went pretty quick. Obviously, the damage stuck around for a while. Downtown Sanford got, got really decimated. Downtown Orlando, some areas got really rough. But it's interesting because a lot of the newer areas like in Horizon West or Claremont or Windermere or Lake Nona, a lot of the houses are built up so high mm -hmm. that even if a storm comes through, you don't really worry. But it's those older downtown areas right. that you have to be cognizant of for insurance purposes. There's a lot of flood zones in the yeah, downtown area. There are. I'm in one. I'm nowhere near a lake yeah. and I'm in a flood zone. Because but I didn't, I didn't flood. So fortunately, we had a we were lucky. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So the city hosts, it says, a lot of conventions and uh, exhibitions. Did I say that right? Yes. Exhibitions. Exhibitions. <laughs> uh, which makes it really unique. And then this is, I think, a good one because like Megacon is here. There's constantly every business, like all of our friends that are in other parts of the world come here for like real estate conventions. Like we're always oh, we somebody do. We here. do always have the conventions here, don't we? Yeah. And I think that's cool because like for, if you're like in the building industry, there's got like um, international builder shows always here. There's a lot of cool stuff that's just constantly coming to Orlando. It's between Orlando and Nona or Orla Orlando and Vegas rather seem to be like the two hotspots for a lot of these conventions these days mm -hmm. all right and then the last one she mentions oh that was it pretty much so what did you what do you think so this person lived here for she, eight years no, did she, she hit it i think she hit it really well i mean that that is orlando and i i definitely think when you grow up here you don't appreciate it when you're younger mm -hmm. and then as you get older you're like oh wow i really am kind of spoiled There's yeah this so is much kind of awesome yeah. to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so we've got some questions i want to start asking, answering so uh one says reshi says uh hi from williamsburg aka sea world that is kind of like right there. Uh, Kristen, do you, have you seen any of the short-term rentals over there by Park Square over in Williamsburg? No, I haven't. I think I keep saying this and I don't know who's over, like, I don't know who the powers that be, but I feel like they should, they should start opening up more and more Airbnb communities over near SeaWorld because eventually you've got Epic Universe, Epic Universe right there. yeah. There's and, like two right now by Universal, right? Two or three yeah. short term and, and that's it. And there's not really many houses there. There's like 100, 150 houses. It's not very large. And so like they get bought up really, really quick. Uh, but I think that that's the next opportunity if you're a developer. And there's lots of land over there. Isn't it funny that Universal was never like a big player? I mean, it's been here since the beginning of yeah. time, but Disney kind of just dominated the theme park space. And now we're talking about needing more rentals by- For to be near for, Universal. Yeah, yeah that's love, 100% that's, true. That's so, so neat to see that change. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, all right, so somebody mentioned, let's see, someone's checking in from New York, but you're gonna be in Claremont Sioux. Let's go, Brie. Yay, Yay Brie, Brie, represent. What, what? I saw Brie checking in as well. <laughs> Um, all right. So somebody asks, how are, how is, how is the demand for home service companies? I'm looking to start a handyman business yes. in the Orlando area. Uh, Mr. Bearded dude is the one who mentions this. I think, yes, yes. You, like, we, we have one that we keep very, very busy. And I tell folks, this is a massive opportunity. If you come from New York, Chicago, DC, any, anywhere like a major city, and you're used to having that hustle mindset, you will do so well. So there's no shortage of business. I mean, I have to constantly send my John out to my clients yeah. for handyman stuff because there's just not enough people that in this service industry. So yes, Mr. Bearded Dude. Mr. Bearded um, Dude. Please look at his beard, by the way. Like that is just. I mean, I get why his name is Mr. Beard. I wish I, I can't grow anything nearly <laughs> Me either. Like that. I've been working really, oh, really? hard. Oh, really? Oh, I can tell actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, any kind of service industry, uh, electricians, plumbers, flooring, roofing, like you're going to do really, really well here, both on the new construction side because the builders will pay well to get stuff done quickly. Oh yes. Or on the remodel side, like we really, really need people that are in that industry. I don't want to gloss over how important that is. 
All right, let's get on to our next story. We've got a bunch of other stuff. I want to make sure we keep looking at the um, at the screen there. But we've got Brightline. I think this is uh, a big one. But first, oh, let's talk about Sunrail. What's yes. going on this weekend? So they are offering free rides this Saturday between 2 p.m. and 12.45 a.m. so that you can go see Blake Shelton okay. or the Monster Jam. Uh, or you can go to the soccer stadium. There's mm -hmm. some, there's a ton of events happening. And so they're offering free rides between 2 p.m. and 12.45 to kind it. of help with that. And I think the more that they can offer these free rides and let people know like what it's all about, the more people will start using it. Because right now, I wouldn't say I've met a ton of people that are like, I ride the bright or the, I ride the Sunrail all the time. I did it one time just to be like, I rode it. I'm, and an, do like I'm, a, a, I'm a local. <laughs> right? Do like a TikTok about it. <laughs> right, so I can yeah. be like, look, I did. Yeah. And what did you think? It was great. It was so convenient. Yeah, was I it, would say that I clean? wish maybe sometimes it yeah. wasn't at the time that I was on it, okay. but I've heard that it, it, you know, it was just like a bad day for, for us. Yeah. But, um, I've heard that just like the convenience of it, if it had, um, more availability, I think for, to offer that free service, then mm -hmm. people would be aware of it. Yes. Um, but when I first wrote, it was like back in the day when they first released it and oh, it okay. wasn't a lot of time, like there wasn't a lot of opening for actual like shuttles well moses says that uh he uses uh uses the sunrail every weekend oh i'd use the sunrail I'd every, use it. If it okay was i was like oh you do well, that's the thing so that's the thing like it's so far to heart and, and that's the thing we hear all the time moses is like if it was like later in the evening or on the weekends right. we would use it a ton more you go to a magic game and you want to like pop on the sunrail afterwards right now you can't it's, right. it's closed right well, the, and parking is such a problem in the downtown area oh. this would alleviate that so much totally agree so if for those of you listening back on the podcast we're showing right now a screen of what's coming to the sunrail and this is why i want to slow down and talk about infrastructure and uh automotive and, and not automotive trains like just transportation in general so right now the way that the sunrail is set up it goes from the orange county convention center over to the sunrail transfer station kind of downtown and then it does right now dump off into the orlando international airport and so what's happening with the bright line is it's coming in from the east where it's going to come from cocoa beach all the way to the orlando international station and then it's going to be able to buzz over to the orlando county convention center which i think is a massive deal because that means it's dumping off right over at universal right yeah right. and then eventually as it kind of continues down the photo shows future development as it kind of continues the bright line down towards tampa that That'd will just allow it to yeah it's just going to connect all of orlando from the complete east side all the way to the complete west side so we're going to be like really a true exciting. city you like, know? yeah you won't have to drive everywhere <laughs> go figure <laughs> now uh a few weeks ago kristen we talked about that the bright line speaking of which is going to be coming and for those of you that don't know the bright line it's just a much faster mode of transportation instead of just a regional sort of uh, orlando based transportation it's going to be able to take us from orlando all the way down over the coco and then down to Miami, Miami. which is really exciting mm -hmm. uh it's going to hopefully take that three and a half hour drive down to like 90 minutes which gosh Oh, awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to be very cool. So, so you have a map of that, don't you? Yeah, I do. So right next here. So right, it's, it's going to go from eventually once it's finished in phase three, it's going to be going from Tampa to Lakeland, Lakeland to the Walt Disney, this says Walt Disney World, but it's actually more like Universal, over to the Orlando International Airport. Perfect. Yep. Over to Coco. And we have so many people that work in Coco and well, live in Orlando. You can also then go to the beach easier. You can. And so maybe we'll all be tan. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. And then Coco all the way down the, the right side of the, uh, the state, which is great, down to West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and then Miami. So that's going to be, I think, very well used. I'm excited to use it myself. Um, you know, we've got we've got John Mayer concert, concert tickets in November, and we're going to try this. We're going to. Genius. Yeah, because then I can we can grab, grab an Uber, grab get on the bright line. 90 minutes later, it's a we're shame there. they're not going to have it before the Taylor Swift concert. Because when is this? That's happening in April, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In Tampa? Is it Tampa? I don't know. 
I'm not going. Yeah, well, shame on you. I apparently <laughs> I completely missed out uh, what's going on here. So let's keep talking maybe a little bit about uh, the transportation and then we're going to dive into your question. So make sure you stay tuned. Keep dropping them down below. Uh, but here's what's going on. I think some of the bigger road projects that are going to make traveling around Central Florida a little bit easier. And now, Kristen, you asked me before the show. You I said, did. This is my question. Okay, give it to me. How easy is it to get from Claremont to Winter Garden? Currently? Currently. Terribly. It's 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 really bad. It's hard to get there. And yes. so what we're showing on the uh, on the road, you've got a proposed toll connector between 429 and 27. Uh, if this isn't just proposed, this is actually moving forward. They're already starting to move dirt. And I think this is uh, within the next two to three years will be finished. And so what, what we're showing here is essentially you can get from Horizon West over to Lake, Lo Lake Louisa State Park, which is right by Wellness Way and the Olympus Project, right through Lake Sawgrass and Lake Aiden. And I think this is a massive thing because all of a sudden you take a 30 minute drive, make it a five minute drive Perfect. and it opens up that whole area quite a bit. I mean, this is going to help us really be able to help clients so much easier too, just back and forth from these distances. And I mean, I know that's the biggest complaint that I get from people who are looking where, where the more affordable homes are, we Correct. get more bang for your buck yep. is so far away from like the downtown area. And if people are commuting to work, it's, it's just really inconvenient. It is. And so think about this, if you can make it more accessible for people, some of those areas, those pricing are, the pricing is going to go up, but it's going to allow a lot more buyers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to have now. a lot more people that are going to be able to afford it, which is great. Uh, the next thing we're showing on the screen is uh, the, the, uh, Osceola Parkway extension. So this is over on the east side of town where it's going to connect sort of the whole Lake Nona, St. Cloud area. And that's another kind of uh, mess, right? Know, my parents live in St. Cloud and every time I love them, but every time I have to go, I'm like, wow, this is so <laughs> You're like, can you just come to us? Can you just come to downtown Orlando, please? Yeah. And so right now you've got the 417 and this is like, if for those of us watching, you can see this yellow thing right down here. This is going to be the first one. It drops down from 417 over to uh, kind of right through Laureate Park 2, if you know what familiar with that is. And so it's going to connect right over to Narcusi and then down through Sunbridge. And all of a sudden it makes what's right now a 20, 30 minute kind of congested, no matter what time of the day, oh, yeah. it's going to make it a little bit nicer, which is cool. It's going to be amazing to see. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple a couple of the big ones coming that I'm really excited about from a transportation perspective, and I hope you guys are as well. Um, so let's see. Is so Constance asked, would Sunrail be a good way to get to Cocoa Beach? So eventually it'll be Brightline. Brightline. Uh, once yeah. it opens later this month. And so that's the thing that the story had started telling was that they're starting to do uh tests right now, 125 mile an hour tests, just testing the track, seeing how it works. And then by later this month, they're supposed to open it up, full go. One, you said 170, right? 170, yeah. Woo, that'll be fun. Open it up. Uh, so Constance also asks, uh, what do I think is going on with interest rates? What do we see in there, Kristen? Well, we did see that they started to climb back up. I don't know where I think they're going to go because we don't have a crystal ball, mm -hmm. um, but we have seen them start to climb. Yeah. So today it went to, or today, this week it went to like one or sorry, 7.125 was the average mortgage rate for a conventional loan. And that's, that's high. I mean, we were just at mm -hmm. back in the fives, like five but seconds do ago. You, do you notice, I don't know if you, I mean, to correct me if I'm wrong, but have you noticed that people are starting to kind of just become accepting of it? Right. Cause yeah. we are seeing the market start to heat back up more buyers are interested. Yep. Um, and I mean, before, I mean, it was Q4 was a dead stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Q4 was, was definitely a hard pullback. And what's interesting, and we'll, we'll talk about later in the show, we're going to talk about the real estate update. Um, but the real estate, I think is there's a lot of people realizing that, Hey, 7% interest rate is pretty high. Will it go higher? Who knows? We think that by the end of the year, Q3, I've been saying this now for the past six months, Q3 of 2023, I think we'll be back in the fives. That gives us another six months to kind of get control of inflation. 
hopefully that starts to pull back a little bit and, and we're kind of right where we need to be. But I think there's a lot more people looking at, okay, what kind of incentives can I get from sellers in mm -hmm. order to buy a house, have it be a little bit more affordable and get in today while there's less competition. Right. Absolutely. Definitely seeing more seller concessions and extended closing dates and things like that. So, I mean, the opportunities is really there. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So how much do you know about Goldenrod? Um, not a ton off the top of my head. Not not my, me either, unfortunately. So Goldenrod is just kind of east of uh, of Winter Park. And so I think that when you look at that whole entire area, there's a reason why Goldenrod is a typically lower priced uh, area, right? You're kind of like outside of, of the, the the more popular areas. And so it uh, really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, what's it? Follower, sir? Followers, sir? Followers, sir. Followers, sir. Uh, and so if you have questions about that specific area, schools, average price points of homes and some other kind of digging in, there's actually somebody on our team that lives right in that area. And I'm happy to connect you. Absolutely. Make sure that you have uh, some really good usable information. All right. So let's see. We got. Did you see somebody said, please rescue us from Iowa. Did you see that? <laughs> I don't know who that was. <laughs> where it was is funny. This? It where said, is this? please rescue us from Iowa, Ken. I don't know where it was, but it was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whoever you are, we will rescue you. <laughs> yeah, right here. So hi from Des Moines, Iowa. That's so funny. Um, so, all right. L. Roberts says, I came in, I came late to looking in Orlando for moving in about a year. Love Oakland Park by David Weekly. Any options for me, or is it almost done with for those cute houses? Ooh. I know. Go ahead. Yeah, Hit because it. I was just looking over in Oakland Park. Um, they are starting phase seven. They don't have the release date yet. They're hoping it's going to be like at the end of this summer, potentially. Um, but yeah, so they are pretty much, there's a couple builders in there, uh, maybe four or five homes left each. Yep. And then they'll start phase seven, yeah, which they are in intending the prices to go up as well, though. They are, yeah. And I think that's a, all of a sudden incentives are kind of dropping, prices go up. And that's kind of what we look at, especially when you're finishing out a neighborhood like that. So that being said, if you're looking for new construction, those options still exist. But there's a lot of homes still already turning over. I mean, you got to remember, it's a really big neighborhood. And mm -hmm. so if you want resale, there's always options there. We can help people with both uh, new construction and resale. Uh, Daniel was the one who says, yes, please rescue Daniel. us from Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so we got, we got Des Moines. We got two, two people that are, they're either in the same household. No, they're, I mean, they could be, they could be, they could be watching in different rooms. I don't know, but it sounds like Iowa y'all want to move here and that's, I'm all about it. Uh, can we talk about the Davenport area? What's the tea? Please spill. So I can I give my my whole idea? I love Davenport? it. I love it. So I like Davenport in regards to affordability. Traffic getting there is really tough. And so you have to really know and plan ahead. If you're going to go up back through like 27, kind of up through Claremont to get anywhere, that's an option. But if you're coming in off of I-4, it's really tough. And so many people, like if you look over at uh, Providence, for example, or Champions Gate, for example, once you get to these neighborhoods, they're amazing. They mm -hmm. have crazy amenities gated, golf, everything you would never need. But getting there can be a little of a challenge. Yeah. So if you like your community and you don't need to go anywhere else, perfect. Work perfect. from home. Work from home. Because <laughs> the pricing in Davenport is going it's, to be significantly great. cheaper than a lot of other places, more affordable, which is great. Uh, Review says, what's up from Canada? Review, hey. we appreciate you hanging out. You're always checking in. And that means that means, means so much. All right, let's pop over to our next story. So what's going on with the Orlando City Soccer School in Lake Nona? They are breaking ground on a new uh, park, $2 million park, two fields, which is going to be really cool because they're going to have um, not only home games but, and away games, but they're going to have international teams coming, which is going to bring a lot of players and, and families and uh, viewers to the area. Yep. More love for Lake Nona. 
more love for Lake Nona. And so if you look at the map here, this is going to be an XL soccer world in Lake Nona, which is kind of like um, up over by like the Sam's Club, Walmart area off Narcusi. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. There you go. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of really cool things coming up and down that Narcusi strip. And it, it's crazy. If you, have you been to the USTA over there? No. It's insane. So if you are a tennis fan and you are into that world, like it's the biggest single site tennis facility in the country. And so there's people from all over the world now traveling here just to take advantage of what's going on in Lake Nona just for tennis. There is something for everyone. No, there seriously is. It's so, so cool. Um, so somebody asks, how bad is traffic around Kehov, Orlando? So Constance, you're going to have to kind of drill it in because Kehov has a lot of different places all over Orlando, but I'm happy to kind of give you a thousand foot view uh, what's going on. Um, Justin asks, what are some thoughts about investing in Sanford, commercial, residential? I'm a big fan of Sanford in Me regards too. to what's coming. I think it's underutilized. It's a little bit farther away from like the core of Orlando. And that's a good thing because that means there's opportunity. So right. if you're talking about investing, what do you think? Well, downtown Sanford is adorable. Super cute. Adorable. They have a ton of historic homes, lots of really cute front exposures, wraparound porches. I mean, that is a vibe. I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. And so that's like a, yeah, it's a kind of old Florida. Yeah, it is old Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I love very, that. Very cool. Kristen, I know this one's near and dear to your Ooh, heart. So let me, let me bring this one what's, home. What's going on over at yes, Universal? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listen up. Universal finally, finally, thank you so much, Universal, has vegan butterbeer as an option. So when butterbeer first was released, you weren't even allowed to get it without the foam. I don't know the true story. People say JK Rowling wouldn't allow them to serve it without. Maybe that's rumor, hearsay, not sure. But the foam was the issue because it had dairy in it. Mm. And because we weren't allowed to order it without the foam, us vegans never got to sample butterbeer. Mm. Then they rolled back and said that we can get it without the foam. So we were able to get just the regular butterbeer flavor without that cool marshmallow foam. Now they added a dairy-free foam. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to – I think here's what we need to do. You, me, Chase. We're going to go to Universal. We're going to line up all the different butterbeers. And I'm going to see if test. I can tell the difference. <laughs> blindfold you yeah, and you're and gonna have to like, tell the difference and if i like all of a sudden pick the vegan option i i don't know i'll be you'll just have to go vegan i'll have to oh man my dad will be so happy <laughs> um <laughs> all right so golf says hey i've been following you for a bit really enjoy the content how close to disney can i get in a house with a year a rear yard trailer access in a non-HOA neighborhood subdivision for 500,000. So specific. I Very love specific. It. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously this is Gulf knows exactly what they're looking for. So um, so non-HOA neighborhoods are really tough around Disney because so much of it is just sort of like HOA neighborhood after HOA neighborhood. Everything newer is mm -hmm. going to have an HOA with it. So if you're willing to go a little bit older, like we're here in downtown Winter Garden, it's older, no HOA. Some of these places have larger kind of back lots you could throw a real rear trailer back access if you want to. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, there's plenty of them that exist, but within maybe 30 minutes, 30 might be minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I would say probably more realistically like 40 minutes Yeah, because within that 30 minute corridors, most of those like short-term rental communities True. and all. Yeah. So. Yep. I totally agree. So I think, um, but like if they went like Groveland or farther Claremont oh, yeah, or something like yeah. Lake, Lake County is going to be your friend. And then like East Orlando is probably going to be your friend. Uh, very much so. All right. What else we got? We're on, on the left. Right. Dairy free foam. I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bree says, by the way, maybe Mount Dora. Maybe Do we have Mount somebody that Dora. knows a bit about we Mount Dora? have we have somebody I who think... knows a lot about Mount Dora. <laughs> We're going to send you Bree Tucker. There she will crush it for you out there. Uh, Jill says hello from Reunion known for short term rentals, but I found a great community 
year-round residents and you love it here. Jill, that's a great I point. I love reunions. Yeah, me too. I feel like um, maybe too, like pre-pandemic, 90% of the neighborhood was short-term rentals and or second homes. It has started becoming a little bit more year-round friendly because there's so many mm -hmm. like so many cool amenities in that neighborhood such a neat and they're developing so much more in there too so they there's are. a lot to come in reunion absolutely all right let's talk about dutch bros coffee so for those of you that are from the northwest you are uh, familiar with dutch bros this is something that um dutch brothers coffee they're kind of like a drive-through but they've got a cult following you know liz on our team Yes. Massive Dutch Bros fan. Like I, she's, so I've never heard of Dutch Bros. Yeah. So they're like, this is like, it's, it's got such a cult following that people are just going to be lining up, I think, day one. And so the first one's coming um, over, it looks like, through on Lake Underhill Road off of the 408 in the Waterford Lakes Town Center. Oh, what? Yeah. So okay. It's be, yeah. I think that's a cool. And that's honestly, if I think about, because um, Waterford Lakes is like, I grew up over there. Did you really? Yeah. So I'm an East Orlando girl. Oh, what up? Oh, so actually, <laughs> Next week, we've got our, our interview with the mayor. And then the week after that, we've got a video that's East Side versus West Side Orlando. Oh, throw down. I, I tried to throw up some gang signs and I just, I didn't know what I was doing. So it was like kind of Your awkward. Your interview with the mayor. That's so exciting that yeah. that's going to be coming out. I know. I'm super stoked. This is going to be Tuesday. So we'll have uh, the podcast and the live on this channel. So make sure you subscribe if you was he Was he fun to interview? Was he like, was he cool? He was super cool. He was like very, he was chill. Like I was, I didn't know what, I was a little nervous because I'm like, here's the guy that I've heard oh, in my he ears. so nervous. You're like, you know, you're on the, the airport. Yeah. He's like, welcome to <laughs> yeah. Orlando. So before we started shooting, I was like, um, hey, so how did that come about? And he kind of started telling the story about the development of the airport and everything. And he's like, and so he said something like, like hundreds of millions of people have heard his voice on the tram. And like, you start thinking about that. That's kind of crazy. Wow. Well, I'm one of them. You're one of them. Yeah. Multiple, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when it changed? That's how you know you're a true like Orlando native when you're like, oh, it's updated. It's updated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's how you know you're home. Right. And if you're if you're leaving and you're, you're you're not from here and you're having to go back to Iowa and you're like, I wish I was still coming back to Orlando. <laughs> but he like, welcomes you with his warm teddy bear you. voice. Yeah. Do you see Brie here? She goes West Side. She's representing. So West me and Brie are going to have a smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Dutch Bros is the best. Grumpy Rich says uh, from California, by the way. So hey, we like them Rich. so much. We own stock. I uh, love that. That's for real. Like, I, I read a fun fact about Dutch Bros. That they started in 1992. Okay. I was I was two years old okay. uh, as a push cart by railroad tracks in Grants Pass. Yeah, I read that because I've never heard of them. So I'm like, let me Google them. Yeah, yeah. But they started as a little push cart and now they're coming to Waterford Lakes. The Waterford Lakes, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to, so I know actually happened, one of my clients does a lot of the uh, the kind of development for them. And he said they're going to get very bullish on Florida, which why not? I mean, there's, I love Starbucks. They're good. Well, Fox Foxtail did really well. Really so well. clearly we have a market for coffee here. Absolutely. All right, so pickles. Pickles, I like this. I'm wondering if it's Pickles the dog because the little, little thing here. Oh, is here, the dog Pickles? I think so. I think it has to be. All right. So <laughs> it says, hey, Ken, what are your thoughts on bringing an NFL team to Orlando? So if you didn't know, we just got an XFL team, which is owned by The Rock and you know, obviously people that are other investors. Um, and we have The Guardians. Have you been watching The Guardians? I haven't been watching The Guardians. They're not good. Oh, well, good. then I'm glad I haven't. Been yeah, yeah, no, they need to get a little bit better. But I think it's cool because we have some football here outside of the UCF Knights. Um, but we've got The Guardians, XFL. Do I think that we're going to get NFL? Probably not. <sighs> Maybe. You know what we got this past uh, past year? What did we get this past year? A professional pickleball team. I love that. I I've never played, but like I feel like it's you know if you if you're not good at tennis, you do pickleball. That's what I hear. 
great then i could do it then because i'm not good at tennis. So I'm, not, I'm not good at any sports but uh pickleball is like our there's it's actually like a league you've got like like these some of these really big celebrities are putting a lot of money behind pickleball and they're having these actual like full-on we should we should go as a team we should go like together as a team and support the pickleball uh, championship yeah, totally what, cool what, what's the terminology for pickleball <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> uh daniel says what are my honest thoughts about ultimate springs two young professionals hoping to stay below 300 so you know this area a little bit better yeah than you, but... so um well i used to work in altamont springs also i mean under 300 is gonna be tough um potentially maybe condo or or a townhome um but young professionals definitely a, a great area to be considering because it is pretty central and there's a lot going on in altamont springs um but again i don't know under below 300 is definitely gonna be tight mm -hmm. yeah I, I, we just sold a townhome there uh, maybe two or three weeks ago for 340 and it was a cute little three two three bedroom, two and a half bath. Uh, so yeah, you're probably thinking townhome if you're looking in the 300s. But mm -hmm. I do think that my honest opinion of it is that it's it's farther away from like the tourism district, which is good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got a lot of jobs not too far away with you've got like Maitland and a lot of like more office jobs, which I think are great. Deloitte's out there. Oh, right. A lot yeah. of like good paying jobs out in that area. And so I think you get a good mix of like affordable houses with decent jobs if you're not working from home. Okay, we have to take a pause and and recognize Emily uh, Barry. Emily Barry is on our team. So we so Emily Barry, Bree Tucker, and Jen Irvine launched a new podcast yesterday. They did. Congratulations, I'm ladies! So excited. It's called the Balance. And so one of the things that we're trying to do on our team is put out different media mediums uh, for our clients and people that maybe one day might be clients uh, or just some way that we can better your lives. Not just if you're looking to buy or sell a house, but everywhere in between. And so these three ladies are moms. They're also amazing real estate amazing agents. Amazing people, amazing realtors, people. moms, everything. And so, they talk about how they balance that but, lifestyle. Yeah, I, I can't. Like I. I couldn't imagine like having I can't all imagine. these things. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> so make sure you check out the balance over uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Um, all right, so let's go over here and talk a little bit about real estate. And then we're going to come back and finish up your questions as we wrap up the night. So what's been going on with the real estate market over the past seven days? So we actually talked about this in our team meeting uh, this week. We did. That uh, inventory just, again, is is low. And it's across all all price points, all price points. It's like, so here's the market watch. And if you've ever watched one of our lives before, this is the past seven days and the five county area. So that's Orange County, Osceola, Lake, Polk and Seminole. And so over the past seven days, five counties, this is talking about millions and millions and millions of households. There's only 928 new listings that hit the market. Yeah. That's not and a lot. That's not a lot. And and 1280 went pending. So more is going pending than is coming available. Correct. And so what does that tell us? When there's more houses going pending than hitting the market, what happens at that point? Well, what happens is then prices start to go up. Prices are going up. At the very, very least, they stay kind of the same. And so right. we've all been waiting for sort of this like, is there going to be a crash? Is there not going to be a crash? And pricing has pulled back maybe about 5 to 6% overall in Metro Orlando. But when we start seeing more stuff like this happen, that means the prices are going to stay pretty steady and or start ticking and up. Or climb, yeah. And so what's interesting, so there's a whole nother report that our MLS puts out. And so I'll throw this up on the screen for those of you listening back, kind of going over a little bit of like more analytical stuff. But there's like three or four things that I want to point out on this report, because I think it tells the story of what's going on in Orlando real estate. So the median price of single family homes has increased now to $395, a change of 2.6% month over month month over month that's wild the number the median number of 
condos, townhomes, and villas increased to 295, a change of almost 9%. Yeah, that's impressive. That's insane, right? So I think that that's just sort of kind of telling that whole story. And then the last thing, like the piece of information I think is very important to look at is the months of inventory. So in the months of inventory, that's just sort of like, hey, if 10 houses hit the market and three homes sell, then that means we have got a three month supply of homes, assuming right. that no new listings hit the market. And so we always say that like, Six, six months is a balanced market, yeah, right? That's what we say. So if there's yeah. about six months of inventory, it's pretty balanced between buyers and sellers. Buyers and sellers. And so right now we're sitting, if you're looking under 500,000, less than a two month supply of houses, anywhere between 1.37 and 1.95 months of homes, which is a, it's a seller's market yes. if it's under 500. Now, if you go over 500, 500 to a million, it's about a three to four month supply of homes, which means it's starting to start favoring buyers. And then over a million is definitely favoring buyers because we have a seven month supply of houses. So it's really the tale of two markets right now. Yeah, it's it's supply and demand. So it's what's available in inventory obviously drives the buyers that are looking and in terms of how they're going to make these offers and who they're competing against. So if there's less opportunity for buyers, then they get a little bit more aggressive in their offerings. And that's why we start to see the prices climb. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at. And so I think... Um, especially the outlying markets, you know, some of these farther out markets where the price points are that three to 400, we're seeing multiple offers again. Yeah. Yeah. People selling within a week. It's, it's kind of insane. I saw some waived appraisals again, mm -hmm. waived inspection periods. Yep. Not a ton of it, but some outlier markets. So we're starting to see that happening. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to wrap up with some questions from you guys. Thomas asks, watching from snowy Maine, condolences. Um, Ken, <laughs> I was wondering if there's any developments in Lake Mary. I'm, I'm looking to move there in August. So Lake Mary is pretty mature. Mm. There's not a lot of new construction. Uh, there's like definitely one-off builders doing teardowns and that sort of thing. Um, but if you're looking for brand, brand new construction, I don't actually know of any in Lake Mary. I don't know. I mean, I like you said, one-offs, Yeah, like custom builders. Springs yeah. kind of areas, some mm -hmm. of the Maitland areas, kind of like surrounding areas might have a few more new construction opportunities, but Lake Mary's pretty well mature, which is great actually, because you have these beautiful neighborhoods oh, with crazy big oak trees. trees and tr just lined down the street. Really beautiful. Yeah. And you actually get like a lot. You get like an actual house. Yeah. Lot. You have space. You can't high five your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Out of your window. <laughs> that's one thing I love about Lake Mary is just that there's, you know, you have room to roam. That's for sure. Um, so Nancy says, what about condos in the low to mid three hundreds that have walking distance to shops and restaurants and bars? Condos in the low to mid three hundreds. So I have been working a lot in downtown and so obviously not there. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, like I'm thinking of the different downtown areas that I, I often point out, like, like even like little celebration, like some of the little tiny townhomes or tiny little condos there are going to be in the three hundreds for sure. Um, yeah. Baldwin park is priced out. Baldwin just, park's definitely priced out. And most of the downtown areas are going to be priced out that are that way. Mm -hmm. And so what a lot of people find is that they absolutely like, they'll come to us and say, I have to have walkability. I have to. And then they find that once they move here, they're like, Oh, well, it's only a five minute drive mm -hmm. or a 10 minute drive or a bike ride. Yeah. Yeah. I don't walk anywhere. No, except for when I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not like the closest thing to you is like Kelly's ice cream, which is like three. Oh, blocks okay. Away. I do walk to Kelly's ice cream, but yeah, I can see it out my door. So that's true. <laughs> that's the difference. All right. Awesome. Uh, we've got a couple other questions. So oops, that one we already asked. What else we got here? Where else do we miss? Anything you want to mention while I'm going through these? Let's see. Um, We've talked about lots of things happening transportation wise. Oh, um, Flower and Garden uh, started the, yes. the festival at at uh, Epcot. Have you been? It was just today, yesterday. 
Oh. Yesterday, they change no. it so fast. How I, do they do this? <laughs> um, and so there's just so much happening there with the food offerings, and of course, it's really, really great if you go early in the festival. Um, mm -hmm. You see, because they've just freshly planted everything, yep. and then you go later on, and you see how everything's like grown and blossomed, and there's like bees everywhere. So I do recommend trying to do both, like the tail ends of the flower and garden. So that just happened. I'm seeing everybody posting. I need to go. <laughs> you know what's really sad? Holly and I were talking about this the other day. Is that um, remember? So this is like three year anniversary of lockdowns right now. Like this week was really like. Like three years ago, we finally hit it. And Flower and Garden had just opened. Can you imagine if you were one of those people building the topiaries, oh. doing all the stuff at Epcot, and then all of a sudden COVID happens, and then nobody got to see your work? That's sad. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a sad thought. <laughs> and so we want to go there just to support them support just for them, that. Because they're back. Because they're, they're back, back, and it's baby. beautiful. <laughs> all right. And so uh, Review asks, how's rental prices going? Are there any signs of declining? We, we haven't seen that, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, a lot of the clients that we're, we're working with that are buying rentals are telling us that they're still getting 5, 10, 15 applications for every new listing that they put up. Um, I know in our own life, every listing that like my wife and I have put up for our own properties, we're still getting 20, 30, 40 applications applications. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people just kind of sitting on the sidelines because interest rates are a little high. Maybe they're moving here, get to know the area. And so rentals are still doing really, really well. Uh, thoughts on Crooked Can, Hills of Mineola. Oh, Manuel, what do you think? Well, I have been to Crooked Can over here. In Winter I mean, Garden. We're walking distance to it. Totally. Um, and I love, I think it's just such a great space and they really, I mean, flourish this whole, I think they kind of started the vibe. Yeah. If it wasn't for Crooked Can and the whole Plant Street Market in downtown Winter Garden, I don't think that all the stuff like we get to take advantage of today would even exist. So I think the Crooked Can Brewery for Mineola is going to it's going to be going to do the same thing. Yeah, it's going to do the same thing. Yeah, but but now it's well known, so now it's going to be even even more even more quick, and it's obviously easier to get to than the one in downtown. Oh yeah, Winter Garden because like it's right off the four like right off the freeway there, so it's going to be super cool. All right, so. Robert says, watching from snowy California, as we see in the nation's real estate market slow down, why do I think Orlando's market is so strong? It's a good question. So I think I've got my answer. Do you want to answer? I was going to say, because we're here, but you probably have a better answer. <laughs> because we're like, the, we're like, we're pushing Orlando and everybody wants to move here. No, I think um, we're seeing a lot of things happening, uh, Robert. I think you look at, we're getting a lot of people fleeing Miami because it's getting more expensive, overcrowded, people are moving here. We're still getting a lot of people that have been able to work from home that are still moving here. Yep, California, so, New California, York. taxes, all these kind of things are driving people to Orlando. And I think that um, for the most part, it's still actually more affordable than other places. I remember people would say like, Florida is the most, like, most affordable spot you can go land. Maybe it's not the most ex most affordable anymore. But it's still comparatively, comparatively very it's affordable. affordable. Yeah, 100%. Uh, here's a good question from Jimmy. When selling a home with a pool, is it justifiable to price the home above the neighborhood average price per square foot cost? Depends on if the other homes that are selling also have pools or not. So if you're the only home with a pool, obviously that would change your price per yeah. square foot. But if every other home has a pool, then you're going to be right ar around the same line. Correct. Yeah. So I think that um, in some neighborhoods, especially like the short-term rental neighborhoods, we have some clients that will forego building a pool. And I think that that's a bad idea oh, Yes. because you're, 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 you're selling the lifestyle, you're selling the whole rental opportunity for people. So if you're like the only one without a pool, that's a detriment. So in those neighborhoods, it's expected that's baseline. Yeah. Well, think like a tourist, you're coming to sunny Florida. What are you picturing? Palm trees, pools, yeah. beaches, theme parks. So if you're going to be renting an Airbnb, you're expecting that to come with it. Yeah. Well, like where you live downtown, if there's, you know, maybe 10% of the houses have pools. And so, yeah, you're going to price it higher than those. Definitely. 90%. Yeah, absolutely. Pool home in Orlando is 
for Massive. sure much much higher <laughs> yeah now one other thing last thing jimmy and we'll, we'll kind of go to the next question here is that remember that pricing of pools have skyrocketed you oh used to be gosh. able to get a pool for 50 to 70 grand now like a really well-appointed one maybe has a spa and some lights is like 100 120. i mean just a rectangle is 100 at yeah. this point i always tell my clients who are interested in having a pool um if there is a pool already there even if it's in the worst condition ever it's going to be more affordable than building a pool absolutely yeah absolutely this is a good question so and thanks for the uh for the for the five dollar bonus i i, I we they can give you these. you can get bonuses you get bonuses they want to make sure we see their question so orange grove 55 asks do i think epic universe will hurt or help Disney. I love this thought. I love this thought. So I think it actually is going to help Disney. I agree. Because more people are going to want to come here and they're probably going to do more split vacations. But the more that we can attract people, the more opportunity there is to pick up stuff. I, I talked to this one guy. He owned um, he owned 10 Jimmy John's restaurants. And he said it was always really interesting because you'd think that if you open a Jimmy John's like a half a mile away, it would take it from the other person. And it didn't. It didn't. It actually increased the sales for both of them because it got more awareness and more people would drive to the area and they would feed off each other. That must be Foxtail and Starbucks's motto. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if you have one, you kind of choose one or the other. You actually like, you know, rising tides rise all ships kind of thing. I, well, if you're coming to sunny Florida for a vacation to go to the theme parks, I mean, typically aren't people going to both? Wouldn't they do, you know, we're going to go to Magic Kingdom and then we're going to go to to Epcot yeah. and then we're going to go to Universal. So yeah. it's just going to bring more people here and they're going to split their time between the two parks. I think it's going to be great. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Steve says, we're looking to move to Orlando in the fall. When's, when is a good time to contact you? So I always say, Steve, this is, a, this is an important thing. So if you're moving to the area, you're trying to get to know Orlando. You know, if you already know Orlando and you're like, hey, I'm moving to Winter Garden because that's where I want to be. That's where my friends are. That's where my job's close to whatever it might be. Then great. I would say if you're moving in the fall, come here probably a month or two in advance. Get to know it. There's just so many pocket neighborhoods and areas and every space has its different energy and, and cuisine and, and I mean, styles of homes even. So yep. you really need to get to know it if you don't. Yeah, if you don't know it though, yeah, I would definitely come in like this summer and like get to know it, like come, come early, do like a multiple stage trip because what you would hate to do is what I did. Which I was is gonna I just, say, yes, talk about yours. Yeah, yeah, this is like, we, we moved here. We were like, oh, I think we know we want, like we, we don't really need to like look around more and we wish we would have. We wish we would have came, got outside of the Disney and Universal bubble, got to know out some of the areas. Now we moved, we were super happy we did, but then we moved again a couple of years later within Orlando. And so uh, if you wanna save yourself some of that headache, that's what I would do. Come a little bit early, get to know it. Get outside of the yeah. I mean, I've lived here my whole life and I still will be driving around and be like, you know what? I could live in Horizon West. <laughs> this is nice. Because West, West side, best side. No, oh, no. Yeah. East, East, represent. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and tuning in. If you watch the, uh, the podcast uh, back, make sure you give us a review. We haven't, uh, we haven't been pushing the reviews over on the podcast side, but please make sure you leave us a review. It lets other people know about it. And if you haven't already subscribed to our channel here on YouTube, do so as well. It means the world to us. And last thing, Kristen, if looking to buy or sell a house, should they reach out? They should absolutely reach out. Go to our, our website, yes. theorlandoreal.com. Follow us on YouTube. Just contact us. We're here for you. Whether it be if you're looking to buy or sell now, or you just want to learn about the area, yep. or you just want some friends to, to talk to about Disney, Heck yeah. call us. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great night.